I've been doing some analytic work on my side with our show. Big, big uh, brain work. <laughs> big brain work. Well, uh, Sheets Excel is doing the work, but <laughs> I'm just reading the data. And I found very interesting pieces of data that uh, I think is, I mean, it opened my eyes. And when I ask around, most people don't know about these things uh, in their business. And I think it's extremely important. So I'm excited to share with you. And uh, to Fonsi, he, he has no idea what I'm bringing to the table today. So we'll hear his reactions. Hashtag surprise. Hashtag surprise. All right, here we go. We've got some fresh hey, I'm Luis. Doing this some is Luis. And <laughs> welcome to the Content is Profit One, two, podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple, entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. Welcome back to Contents Profit. If you are new to the show, we say thank you. Go ahead and hit that follow button in your favorite podcasting platform so we can come with you everywhere. <laughs> that is right. Um, I was going to say, dude, you started this one with a, a scream. My ears are bleeding right now. Um, so we'll I apologize we'll if we'll your ears are bleeding. If your ears are not bleeding right now, it's because we definitely fixed it in post-production. But, you know, he's hyped up. He put a pretty cool episode together. Which we're going to be talking about what? Why don't you tease everyone? Well, let's see. The thing that I put here on our podcast cheat sheet was the new Outbound or Outbound 2.2. But here, here's a... 2.2. 2.2. Two, 2. Yeah, there's no 2.0. There's no 2.0 or 2.1. 2.2. Uh, a little background on this. Uh, obviously, it's no secret that we've used our podcast as a, an amazing platform to connect with incredible entrepreneurs, business owners, people that we really want to talk to, cool, amazing uh, people, just just all, all the good things, right? And uh, for us, uh, we've also mentioned in the past that if there is uh, one thing that stays, um, if the business burns to the ground, is the podcast. That thing is never going to go, right? So um, it's helped us um, start our business, build our business, hire our first employees a couple years back, you know, keep, make, make friends, make friends, keep, keep our people and, uh, add value to the people that we really want to add value to. So, uh, we really see it not only as a relationship builder, but also as a, as a sales machine. And it's been pretty interesting the way that, that we evolved it. Right. So, but, but it's not your regular sales machine. Right? It is not your regular. Most people would think about a podcast as Either I'm going to publish the content to generate some leads through the listenership, or maybe I'm looking to, you know, grow my numbers and then go out there and find some sponsorship. Yeah. What, what is this salesmanship that you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it goes, uh, it leans towards the outbound side of things, right? Uh, we talk about Which the Which is? Hold, hold on. No, I'm just Can saying, what is outbound for those that are listening that might be thinking, what is outbound? If you're listening to the podcast, you should know what's outbound. So I'm not going to define it right now because that's not the episode. Damn, so, <laughs> so ruthless. So outbound is when you reach out to a potential prospect without them showing interest first. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm the kind brother, hashtag pick a brother. Good job, Both Fonzie. for Fonzie. Anyways, so <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought. That's why you cannot interrupt Fonzie. Uh, you cannot interrupt me. Anyways, what are you watching? Stop Stop watching the game. Yeah. Turn it off. I'm listening no, to you. No, you're not. I'm, you get, I'm getting very distracted by you looking at the game. I'm clearly listening. Cause we're re recording the, the episode. I was the one defining <laughs> Alba. Go ahead. Wow. Um, anyway, so we were in a conference not so long ago, and we were sharing the framework. Like, how do we run the podcast? How do we bring guests in? How do we uh, evolve the conversation? 
uh, into the sales conversation. So a lot of people, when we, they come to our world, they think, okay, I'm going to publish the content, like Fonzie was saying, and then the audience that listens to me, right? If you're listening to this podcast right now, we're building trust, hopefully, with you because we're adding value, and then they'll connect, right? That's a perception from the outside in. But there's another audience on the back end of the podcast which starts with that guest or that conversation that comes and you can build that report for about an hour, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever time you guys allocate to record that. That is your very first member of the audience because they're listening to you as you have that conversation. Now, when uh, we developed this thing and we present it in a, in a room full of entrepreneurs and people that are using podcasts or content to attract new sales to their business, one of the questions that they ask is like, well, what's the, what's the booked appointment rate after after you invite these people into your podcast, right? And then what's the closing percentage after that, right? So there's a few things that we can obviously control, right? So when uh, when we started the show, it was really hard for us to identify our our type of client, right? Like our ideal client. We thought we had this hypothesis and then we went to market and we're like, how do we find these people? And for us, the closest path to that was to really do outbound, outreach to this person and bring him into our world, right? For us, that bring him into our world was our podcast to get to know them, to see if they're actually published, right? But at the same time, the advantage that this presented was that we were building a catalog of content that eventually, right, long-term thinking was going to also help us, which is happening right now with the Hotspot Podcast Network and you amazing listeners that are coming every single day into the world. Now, today, I finally, you know, put out some time in my calendar to dig in into these stats. We are in a morning accountability group, and today I was like, today I get this data. So I've gone through the first 100 episodes out of 350. Yeah, Fonse is very impressed. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, and I was really, really excited about the data that I got because is everything is above average uh, from the industry stats that I got. So before that, I want to share some cool stats about outreach. You ready, Fonse? Yeah, now that they know what outreach is, because, you know, the kind brother here yeah. helped it define it for them. Okay, <laughs> now you can go apart ahead. from throwing me under the bus, do you want to share anything else before I share these stats? No, I think this is very powerful. So I would recommend for the listeners to pay attention. If you're doing something, just stop it right there. Pull out a pen and paper and take notes. <laughs> all right. So all these stats is a compilation found on a website called Spodio. So they're known for their research. So I'm going to put all the link right below. You can see it. And they do this 22, uh, 2022 study on a bunch of aspects. And I just grabbed some uh, some uh, stats from outreach and then sales. But we're going to talk about outreach today, right now. So only 2% of call calls result in an appointment. This is by Leap Loop. So I just imagine Fonzie when we actually started this with his gaming headphone trying well, to call call restaurants. I'm not gonna lie. I hit that 2% pretty quick. <laughs> I feel like I called the one restaurant that was like, yeah, sure, you can come and pitch me. It's <laughs> like, what? Yes, what? I know. Uh, and I think like that, that, that can scare a lot of people, right? That might be starting into this world. And a lot of rejection. Yeah, you got to be very, very comfortable with a rejection, right? 74% of companies don't leave voicemails, right? Which, you know, in social media today, like obviously we don't, for our podcast, we don't outreach on phone. We literally send DMs and video messages and audio messages on social. If you want to know more, just send us a quick message and we let you know how, how we do it. But uh, with that, that's probably counted as a voicemail or a mail, like is a message that's on I your guess phone. It is. I guess it is. I guess it is. Yeah, the new age voicemail. But, you know, we 
We live it with personality. Yeah, this one uh, really it struck me, right? In 2007, it took 3.6 cold call attempts to reach a prospect. Today, it takes eight attempts. And uh, this is a testament of probably the multitude of channels, the noise that's out there, right? People just want to be more protective of their time. So uh, on our side, if we want to, our first step is to invite people into our podcast. Uh, we want to actually, um, it, it takes us probably a lot less than that. It's between one or two, really, before we get an answer. And one trick is if you are present in multiple social media, Try to see where are they most engaged. Try all of them and you don't know. And you'll find that in one of them, they're used a little bit more. Our main one is Instagram, personally. But we've reached out people on LinkedIn, even Twitter. And where are they hanging out? And we get the response very quickly. Yeah, I think it depends too. Is I, would ch I personally check where do they hang out. But sometimes if they have a lot of people following them and engaging with them, it might be yeah. a little challenging to get in touch with them. So I would actually look for either the second or the third best because that means they're still active yet maybe not that many people are reaching out through that platform and your message is going to have a better chance yeah. of actually reaching the you know the guy that you're trying to reach absolutely we had a we have a client and they were trying to get in contact with a multi-billion dollar healthcare company ceo and they were trying everything And this guy's a little bit older and uh, she posts a lot on social media, especially Facebook is her main platform. And she decided to DM the CEO on Facebook. Uh, and they got in touch after two messages and then they ended up working together. So this is a great example of what, like, where can you pivot to communicate with that dream client, right? And invite them into your show if that's a strategy that you choose to do. Uh, 85% of prospects and customers are dissatisfied with their on-the-phone experience. And uh, this strikes me, obviously, because, we again, we don't call on the phone, but we are very uh, strategic and we're very conscious of the experience that we can provide over the video message or over the message that we're sending on social media. Or over the kind of, like, discovery call that we do. Absolutely. But th this comes, like, you know, that. In, that, in that process, yeah. So, you know, how can you... Think about like in your process, if you're doing an outreach on social media or even over the phone, right? Like if you are doing that, like what experience can you provide, right? If you go to your sales reps, if you have sales reps, if you if you have a team that's working on that, how can you get feedback to get that experience a lot better? For us, like in our show, in our podcast, we lean a lot into our personality, our accents, like the fact that we like soccer, the fact that we have lights all over the studio, right? Like how can you show up and be different so people can actually pay attention and move into the next stage. Yeah. Do you show up with your Spider-Man helmet? Actually, I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but if they like uh, Spider-Man, like Ben, for example, like probably. But the, the, he the helmet came in after that interview. So <laughs> you, you just mentioned something interesting, right? So we had, uh, I forgot what Ben's last name was, his last name. What was Ben's last name? I don't know. Remember. Right, so we, ben, we, we, host we, of the we deal with a first name basis right, in this podcast. Right, cool. So Ben, host of the How to Take Over the World <laughs> Ah, uh, there you go. Go listen to the podcast. <laughs> he really likes Spider-Man. So the point that my brother was getting across, I think it's important for other people, which is don't just reach out for reaching out, right? Like what mm -hmm. if you spend five minutes checking out their social media, what they do, what they like, you might be able to find one point of common ground that you can use to build some trust, right? And move the conversation forward a little bit quicker, right? For example, Uh, one that we kind of like randomly stumble upon this same method was uh, Todd Brown. When we actually reached out to him, it was because I was reading a book that he just wrote 
and I had a whole bunch of notes and I put it on my Instagram story and I saw that he reacted to it and I was like, ooh, let me use this as common ground to start an interaction with this people with this person and have rapport of the gate. And guess what? We managed to bring him like episode 40 way before we even had any sort of, I don't know, like before we even had any sort of social proof that the podcast was big or anything. And um, it was a pretty special moment, I would say. But I think in part it was because of that quick rapport building with, with people. So spend five minutes, look what they got on their profiles. If they have something you might have around that you can use to build a rapport, use it in your messages. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when leaving a voicemail for a prospect, the optimal length is between 8 and 14 seconds. Again, like I don't know if this applies uh, to us directly, but you know the messages that we leave, uh, we try to be as... as uh, spot on and short as possible right if it's a video i don't think we've ever gone after the you know m more than 10 seconds if it's like that it's probably like a couple 10 minute 10 minute, 10 minute, video, minute, outreach. 10 minute video outreach yeah uh but even in text like it, it we tend to be very very frequent right and then the next one is 44 percent of salespeople give up after one follow-up call and uh, this is something that we see uh, in the people that we help in the industry in general, when we go to conferences and we talk to people, it's like, well, how many times have you invited this person into your show? How many people, how many times have you followed up with this person? Right. And that's something that we personally are working on it. Like there's definitely tools that you can apply. If you are a company, you probably are familiar with CRM and you have some kind of CRM, right? So treat the podcast. If you decide to go through this vehicle as a way to do that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's literally a sales pipeline. The way you're treating it, yeah. just that at the end of the day, you're inviting them for to the podcast. Absolutely. And, you know, in a sense, like you're building relationships, right? So you have to take care of those relationships. And just yesterday, I was talking to our cousin who's an actor and he's just moving to Atlanta. And uh, it was incredible because he was he was going through a very uh, rough patch the last couple of years where he was not able to find new gigs. And we talk about this concept of building your own platform. And for him, I mean, I keep recommending him to start a podcast and just talk to all the producers, right? But for him, he decided to go and produce his own short. And that was his way to, to build his own platform. And he did it, right? They recorded in Atlanta. And he was telling me yesterday that all these opportunities started to open up because of that one short, because of the relationships that he started to building through that vehicle of that short. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing, right? So I'm like, dude, I still think that you should start this podcast to go out and talk to all the producers and directors and be in touch with them. And he's like, how do I actually... I don't know what to say when I follow up with these people after the first contact. He just told me, hey, I sent 200 emails with like uh, an article that I, I'm in this magazine and whatnot. And then I don't know what else to say. I'm like, you cannot lose touch with these people. So a podcast or a platform or a video interaction of some sort, right, is a great way to at least add five to six points of contact into those conversations, right? So if you have your sales team, if you have that attractive character, your CEO, somebody in your team doing this kind of stuff, I think is a very powerful way to uh, crush this 44% yeah. stat. Pro tip, just think what's in it for them. Because at the end of the day, that's what everybody cares about. It's like, what's in it for me? So when you are sending them a message, just put it in terms of what can I do for them to elevate them, to showcase them, right? To help them with their goals. And at the end of the day, when you, you know, relay your message to that person, that what's in it for them, part of the message should be clearly stated, right? Mm. That's why, in a sense, I believe having a 
platform of your own is so powerful because now you're sharing your platform. You're allowing the other person to come to your platform and have exp- and have exposure with your audience. So that's why, in a sense, I believe having this platform is so powerful in comparison to just doing Alban and having somebody on the phone when you're trying to, like, of course, pitch him something or pitch him a sales call. Yeah. Right? Two, and again, going, going with Fonzie on that thought is... The two most common problems that we see when we jump on calls with companies or even with entrepreneurs that want to build something is content. I don't know how to stay consistent, right? And sales. I don't know, like, how do I actually get customers, right? Those are the main two things. And uh, when you treat them separately, it can be very, very daunting. So what we stumbled upon in those first 100 episodes was this format that allows to build that long-term content for the audience that might find us online, whether that's on podcasting, YouTube, whatever platform that you post, right? And at the same time, connect with that dream client. So you're merging both of them into one very simple process that you can keep consistent if this is the medium. And again, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It can be an Instagram live interview. It can be a video collaboration, whatever you feel. It could be a blog collaboration, whatever creation medium works for you. And this leads into the sales aspect, right? Like once you connect, with that ideal client and you have this amazing interview, right? Obviously, value up front. You're not going to sell them right on the conversation, right? Like there's a process that, that we yeah. follow that we're happy to there's share. A, there's a sales cycle. There's a sales cycle, right? And uh, But here here's the, here's the second step that really struck me. It's like 60% of customers say no four times before saying yes. And as I was diving into the first 100 episodes data, I was going through like every single person that came here uh, said yes, either on the first try or the second try, right? And uh, the one person that said no to us, Alex Sharfin, was there, but he ended up saying yes because... No, there's actually one more person that has said no to us that haven't come to a podcast, Ooh. but we're, 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 uh, we're petty on enough. No, we're petty enough. Oh, you're going to say no, you know what? We take that invite away from you. You're not invited anymore. I can't remember who this person is. Uh I mean, I'm going to throw him under the bus. Okay, you yeah, tell me later. Okay, yeah, anyways, later. I can't remember. But anyways. But yeah, he said he said no. Like, you know what? You're not about anymore. <laughs> but you know what? What I'm trying to say here is, obviously, if you have a publishing platform, you are going off of what you said, like what's in it for them. You are building a platform and you're going to expose the, or you're going to you're gonna give them exposure, in a sense, to their topic, their, their subject matter, uh, into an audience, your audience, if you trust your guest, right, which you probably are, is a, probably a person that you want to establish a relationship with, that's going to have a lot of value to that person that you're bringing and they're more likely to say yes. So clearly that 60% is going to lower a lot more. Uh, in our sense, every single person that we've wanted to bring into the show, except what Fonsi just said, has come to the show, right? And obviously yeah. there's some people in there that we're still working on it, depending on the size and the perception, right, that they might have on the show. But every single person that we want it has come to the show. So I think it's a very powerful thing to, yeah. to consider. Pro tip right here. For, <laughs> You're the for pro tip section. I'm the pro tipper. For <laughs> pro those tip. that are uh, looking to, you know, book some people into your podcast, just think about the ladder of influence, right? And let's put it in very simple ways. Let's say level A of influence is somebody like Tony Robbins, somebody that is massive, that either you have to pay them to get them on your podcast or you need to be massively big and, you know, have big amounts of influence as well to be able to bring them on your show. Now you might have a level C influence, which is maybe business owners, entrepreneurs, or the people in your market, in your niche that are one level above yours, 
those are going to be way easier to bring into your show. So what happens is you start with those people, bring them into your show, your status rises by association. Now you're a level C influence <laughs> in the ladder of influence in your market. And then you go for level B, right? And then once you start booking level B, you your status rises again by um, association and so on and so on. Eventually people are going to see you being surrounded by all these big people and they're gonna say wow what does this person do they're pretty big too if they're always surrounded by this you know awesome amount of people so you know if you if you want to hear more about that just go to our episode 353 with tom hunt or 352 might be with tom hunt uh and we talk a little bit about that about yeah. the you know quote-unquote being famous inside of a niche which is part of you know be seen surrounded with people of influence in your market yeah absolutely so and this next one is a realization that we we came to accept right we were very we're in the past we were like very uh scared i guess of of outbound right like it was very tempt uh daunting for us and we didn't have a sales team we still don't have a sales team right well, I uh, see I'm, I'm telling myself that i I do it and I enjoy it, but it's not my, it's not my, my, my yeah. forte. And a lot of people are like that. And think about it. Like if you're a CEO of a company, right? Like you obviously have probably a sales team that, or one or two people or five people that are taking care of this. But at the end yeah. of the day, as a CEO or even a, as a head of sales, right? You are still dealing with something like this. You're working on the big deals, right? Example is the real estate company we, we help here in town. They're working on deals with the city and they use this exact model to build those relationships so they can get the the bigger deals, right? So it applies to every little step of, of your of your sales. So outbound sales can be the lively, lifeblood of your company. The trick is making sure sales reps are put in a position to succeed, right? So for us, that has been our experience, right? We build report. Uh, that we can immediately tell if we trust that person. We can immediately tell if they trust us, right? You have built that confidence, that trust to go for the ask, right? So 52% of outbound marketers say their marketing efforts are ineffective right and i think we probably need to dive a little bit deeper on this one on a, on a different one like i will ask like why do you consider it ineffective right is it the quality of leads right are you actually selecting that quality of leads are, are these just getting it from from uh from an agency right and we leave a part of that process where initially the guests that we brought to the show we thought it was the ideal client for the for the process which we ended up uh, working with some of them, but then down the line, we identify elements that we're like, this is not our ideal client. Like we're having a lot of friction in, uh, in this section, right? Uh, how can we evolve the service? Uh, they provided feedback, we provided feedback, and we've been dialing down this a little bit more to the point that we had a workshop last week and we were able to pretty much in 45 to an hour, uh, identify who that client was, pretty accurately compared to the last two years that we've been trying to work uh, and develop a program, not just a service. Right, so 42% of sales reps feel they don't have enough information prior to making a call. Uh, a lot of people, uh, and, and when I was working in the fitness studio industry, we had this same issue, right? Our whole business was outbound to sell those memberships, right? We had a, a studio that had about a thousand members and the reps there were very scared to have a conversation because they knew nothing about this person. So again, your platform, uh, helps you solve this one problem because 
before you even talk about sales, before you even talk about that, while you're building your content, while you're building your your content machine one side, you're getting to know this person. You're getting to to know all that information and see if they're actually a good fit, right? It goes from the form that you send before the, the podcast while the conversation is happening and then after uh, the process that comes after that conversation. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of touch points in between inviting them to the podcast and then having them in the podcast. There's so many touch points in there that at the end of the day, you've, your communication has already evolved by the time they land in your platform. And then it's all about building rapport, showing them value, you know, helping them showcase their value. And then, baby, it's game time. It's game time. Um, 75% of survey executives are willing to make an appointment or attend an event based on a cold call or email alone i think this stat here is very powerful right it just crushes the belief that uh for those that think that outbound might not be a vehicle or or a way to to connect with your ideal client uh we have a, a bi-weekly call with uh, nate he's a agency owner and and he hosts a bunch of websites and he's amazing and we're talking about this right they've been doing call email and that that's how they build their their business right mm-hmm. and same with us ours is a species of of cold outreach in a sense right it starts with the podcast but then after that, we uh, it's a it's a cold outreach that turns into warm fuzzy feelings that people <laughs> love, and then they're like, "Of course, I want to be in your podcast." Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> opportunities happen, right? And uh, so, with that said, I don't know, Fancy, do you have any any thoughts on on these stats before I I break down the first hundred episodes in the last two minutes? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, how are you gonna break that down? But hey, it's easy piece. Power, power to you, my friend. It's a piece. Um, I just want to add to this that. I feel like for us, we lean to this in a way that was meant. It was our personality. I feel like a lot of it is such a no. It, I mean, it is a numbers game at the end of the day. But a lot of people, because it is a number game, they lose some of the quality in that outreach, right? Some of the intention in the outreach. And I feel that's where we have thrived and why we've, you know, have a pretty good record of the people that we pretty much invite. They decide to come is because we have good rapport building skills when we're doing the outreach. Like we know what pieces to leverage of information and how to present the invitation for people to come. And uh, they people really enjoy that. And a lot of people let us know after the show or during the show, they're like, oh man, I love your energy. I love how you guys did X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. I love how you guys reached out. Absolutely. So here's uh, here's the answer to that one person that asked me on the conference, and I did not have the exact answer for you, but I was pretty I was pretty close. I said the ratio between invites to booked appointments and the appointment is actually a demo, a behind the scenes call where we actually show the process. Uh, that will be like our, the way that we are selling the service right now uh, is seventy five percent. So the first one hundred episodes, seventy five percent of the people that came into the show said yes to go and talk about the service. So that's pretty, pretty awesome. Good, pretty good. Uh, obviously, the, these numbers can vary depending on industry, right? But for us, um, that's pretty powerful because before that, we it was way the, less than 30%. Fonzie just like knocked his face out of the, in the mic. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was nodding way too hard. I was like, just yeah. Like, yeah. And I just hit myself <laughs> on the mic. Uh, so I think that was pretty, and that was the number I, I said. I was like, hey, you know, I sense it's about 75% because we do get a lot of yeses. Was your right. uh, spidey sense is tickling? Oh like yeah, 75%. all over. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say eighty percent, but you know we're you know but you're that, being humble. 
I was being humble. But I think also if we are more intentional, right? Again, this is a learning process. If we're more intentional about how we present this opportunity for more people, more people will be saying yes, right? There, there's even some interviews that we end and we're so excited about the topic and the conversation and we're like, oh man, like we forgot to actually follow our own process and we yeah. need to do this, right? So I think that's very encouraging. Uh, and now the most important part, right? Out of those 75%, uh, you know, 15, let's see, 13 people said yes to working with us, which it, it puts it at a 25% closing percentage from those booked appointments. 25%, right? Not again, too not too shabby. Coming from zero in the past, like this was the thing that saved our business. And again, it will vary. Like if you are in real estate, what is the and thing that, that you're a, actually measuring? And we right? do low volume in comparison to uh, people that are just dedicated to do outbound. Absolutely. Right? So like, and that is part of the master plan that we're working on right now is creating a platform that allows to do more volume, more rapport building, more closing, baby. Yeah, absolutely. And this, I don't know why I'm saying the, baby so much. The, and the, <laughs> I just want to also put that out there. That 25% is a, a yes to the service, which is the main thing that we do, but also additional 15 people out of those uh, 69 shows that we did, uh, out of the 52 booked appointments, 15 people on top of that yes said yes to explore new opportunities and we ended up working together in different ways. Uh, those different ways are webinars on their groups, our uh, sessions, our workshops that we did, referrals, our book partnerships. referral partnerships, uh, our book camps is money in the bank apart from the service. So that one is closer to the 60%. So service sales were 25% uh, closing and working together combined with the sales, we get to about 60%. So I don't see a better way to generate opportunities <laughs> in a sense. So if you do have it, please share it with us because we want to experiment. But I think this is a very, very powerful way to conduct business, especially if you are selling high ticket items. Uh, we've seen it in every single areas. This might not be a good choice if you are selling $200 products, right? For that, there's different ways that you can do that. Yeah, you need, this is ideal for businesses that have a high lifetime value of their customers. Like my brother said, if you're selling something $200, it might probably not be for you. Mm. But if the lifetime value of your customer is 10K, 20K, you know, plus, go ahead. This is definitely the way to start those conversations and close some opportunities. Absolutely. And by the way, the hotspot opportunity is not in here. Like the next 200 episodes are not here. So I can't wait to continue to dive deep and see what what uh, what we found and share it with everybody. So thank you guys so much for joining before, us. Before we head out, guys, if this caught your interest, pick your attention, and you want to know more, you want to learn how to build your own platform, launch it, how to book people, how to transition those conversations into sales calls, into opportunities, right? We are launching the six-figure platform and we want to help you do it in about 90 days or so. So if that sounds interesting to you, make sure you reach out on Instagram at BizBrosco or on Facebook as well at BizBrosco. Just send us a word, six figure platform or the words six figure platform i was gonna say and we will we'll help you out <laughs> all right awesome guys with that said thank you so much for tuning to the contents profit podcast go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at this bros go that is right in today's episode to help you move one step closer towards your goal please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five-star review see ya bye guys